Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The Canadian Football League's free agency period kicked off with a bang on Tuesday. There have been dozens of signings as teams reload their rosters in the hopes that it helps them compete ultimately for the Grey Cup in November. Which team improved the most which team did the least amount of work? Derek Taylor is the voice of Blue Bombers football on CJOB in Winnipeg and joins us now on the Roy Green Show. Derek, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing very well. I, I'm, I'm all into my depth charts and salary figures. It's uh, is a great time for me as a football fan. Oh, absolutely. Let's talk winners and losers. And, and let's start with the free agent winners, those teams that have made the most eye-popping and, and positive free agent signings. Who do you got on that list? Uh, for me, i got to start with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. There, there's some moves they made that were just replacing great players that left. They lose middle linebacker Javon Santos Knox, who's this big, rangy disruptor. They replaced him with one of the most clinical linebackers in the league in Shamir Thurman. And I think, okay, well, that's a pretty good like for like. They shore up some problems on their offensive line by getting the best available left tackle, in my mind, at Joel Figueroa. And then they re-signed their own guys and then add a receiver like Duke Williams, who last year was perhaps the most hotly pursued receiver on the market, if not most, then second most. He had a real down season, one in which people started to ask him questions. But you take Duke Williams, who's a huge body and can make just dominant downfield catches, and you add him into a Tim White and a Braylon Addison, who should return from an Achilles injury, and uh, with quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell now in town, that could be a really fantastic offense for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So in the East, to me, it's, it's absolutely uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, in the West, it's the Edmonton Elks. Uh, they paid all of the money for all of the receivers in Eugene Lewis. Stephen Dunbar and Kyron Moore. Uh, Edmonton, under a defensive coach, made a real, real spending spree on offense. So, I mean, nowhere to go but up after a four-win season. But, th- but the Elks did some stuff that I really like. So you got Hamilton in the East, Edmonton in the West as winners. Which teams could be considered losers in this free agency period? Here's the thing, Rick, and you you know this from following the league. You, you end up looking dumb when you call it the Calgary Stampeders, right? Because they're year after year, they're just double-digit wins, double-digit wins. Here's 12 more this past season, and they get to the first round of the playoffs. But they they did some unusual things in uh, letting players go to me well before their, their time. Uh, they let a 27-year-old top-tier defensive end hit the market in Falaron Orimolade, a guy who led the league in the, in the number of quarterback pressures he had. He was just through offensive linemen and all over the quarterback every game. He's a fantastic player. They had brought a player back from the NFL and James Vodders, and I guess felt like those two couldn't play together. But letting Rimalade go without really, well, without having, to me, an equivalent replacement is, is one. It was their middle linebacker, Thurman, who we mentioned, who went to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And, and they just haven't replaced these guys with, with other bodies I would have expected. They'll probably let their sack leader, Sean Lemon, get away. Is Lemon still a free agent? We're now a few days after it. I feel strange saying, hey, Calgary's doing this wrong. But I I look at their their team and I go, there's a lot of pieces that you have let get out the door and you're placing them with subpar ones. And and not in a, we're hammered by the salary cap and we have to do this. It seems like more guys slunk away. So that one 
That one to me is a problem. Uh, in the East, it's Montreal, right? They had all that turmoil in advance of free agency with, we don't know who our ownership group is going to be. Our owners passed away and we're not sure we can spend money the day before or the day of free agency. The CFL took the team over. So they were a little behind the eight ball with re-signing their own guys and then getting to market. Uh, they did manage to get Cody Fajardo as a quarterback in Saskatchewan. Greg Ellingson, who's been a dominant receiver, who Montreal fans will remember well the way he abused the Alouettes when he was with the Ottawa Red Blacks. And they got the top cornerback on the market in Jamal Rule, but uh, they really had, you know, let a lot get out the door. So I think Montreal is in for some trouble this based on free agency. All right, so according to Derek Taylor, Winnipeg Blue Bombers play-by-play announcer with CJOB in Winnipeg, we're going to see Ticats, Elks in the Grey Cup. Calgary, Montreal will finish last. <laughs> no, I say that in jest because winning free agency doesn't guarantee you anything. Well, no, um, the Elks are an interesting example, right? They got all these receivers, uh, all these big money receivers. They've committed to a quarterback in Taylor Cornelius, who I, I really just don't think is very good. Um, he was 57% completion percentage in a league that's now 70% is kind of the standard, right? But since they committed to him for tw- through 2024, all you can kind of do at that point is go and get the best possible receivers around him and perhaps the best offensive line around him. So I feel like, okay, well, we've hacked off our foot, but we've got a really great replacement we've fashioned out of, you know, this, it's more than like, you know, a Kleenex box and some wood I found in the basement. They got a really good prosthetic foot, but it would have been great to not hack off your foot in the first place in, in committing to a quarterback who, who for me, just isn't going to get it done. So I, I think the Elks will be better. And Chris Jones has a real great record, their head coach and GM, of the second year of his, his uh, ability, the second year of his reign to tur- have turned a team around. He spent the first year kind of trying to turn that cruise ship and then he gets it going in the right direction. But, Still, they're, they're understaffed in a lot of spots that aren't receiver. Uh, so while they'll be better, they, I mean, they could probably be third in the West, but uh, they're not getting anywhere near Winnipeg with, with what they have right now, in my mind. There's been quite a bit of quarterback movement uh, in this free agency period. The Ticats traded for the rights to sign Bo Levi Mitchell from Calgary, and they did just that. Uh, Trevor Harris and Cody Fajardo switched places, and there's still really... Uh, some question marks about the future of Toronto's McLeod Bethel Thompson and and well, you can probably throw in Hamilton's Dane Evans in there as well. Quarterbacks always seem to steal the spotlight in the regular season. They're kind of doing so here in the off season as well. What's your sense on the quarterback movement during this free agent period? It's it's been it's been neat. We figured Bo was going to move on from from Calgary, so the trade to Hamilton to me was was the perfect move from the Tiger Cats, and they lock him down at over $500,000 a year and kind of secure their spot. But as you mentioned, uh, Dane Evans is still a Hamilton Tiger Cats quarterback on really good money. And Dane has, you know, let it be known. He's fairly frustrated with the thought of not being a starter and people are going to get a really peeved off quarterback as he, as he tweeted out one day or Instagrammed out one day. Uh, So he's in the spot to me, kind of Trevor Harris was in going into last season as, Hey, currently I'm the second quarterback on this team, but if someone has an injury, someone's going to come get me. So a team that wants to make an impact or suffers an unfortunate injury might see Dane Evans and go, okay, I want him. Um, let's, let's go bring him in. Will Dane be on the Ticats roster by that point is a real question because if he's got any bonus money coming up, is, is Hamilton going to want to pay that? So he, he's one, he's one that I'm kind of watching between now and, and training camp to go, what's his future? Because 
he's been to he's been to great cups, right? He's he's had some success in playoffs and had some success in you know with Jeremiah Masoli uh, working in tandem in 2019 and 2021. But 2022, when he took over, wasn't wasn't his year, uh, let's say. And then McLeod Bethel Thompson, we've been wondering is he going to come back to the Argos because the story is his his wife has a great job as a uh, her exact if she's a writer or if she's a writer slash showrunner in the Marvel universe, which I don't know much, but that stuff's all over my TV, so it seems like that'd be a real good place to be <laughs> if you're a writer slash showrunner. Uh, so what would his future be now that he's won a great cup and he's in his mid-30s? Sounds like he wants to come back and play, but there's been no movement to the Argos. We haven't really even heard anything, and the Argos are not exactly set at quarterback with Chad Kelly, who has minimal experience, but will there be a spot for, for MBT to land? There's not really another open starter job now, so maybe he has to wait for a little bit, or if he doesn't want to take less money than, than he feels he deserves, he probably has to wait a little bit. That'll Again, that'll make training camp time between now and then become pretty interesting. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 